Shalom, everyone. President Herzog of Israel comes to the U.S. The Israeli Knesset prepares to pass the judicial overhaul bill. Netanyahu speaks with the nation while protests increase. Biden and Netanyahu have spoken by the phone. And Biden and the Democrats are threatening to sever relations with Israel. U.S. forces in the Persian Gulf are preparing for action against the Iranian Navy. Messianic World Update begins now. Shalom, everyone. I'm Monty Judah with Line of Land Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is Friday, July 21st of the year 2023. This week in Washington, D.C., President Herzog from Israel traveled to the U.S., met briefly with the president in the White House, affirming that we're democratic states and we have democratic DNA in us and that we're normal nations with our normal problems, but that we're rock solid committed to one another. He then went over to the joint session of the Congress and spoke there to all of the representatives of the government, the Congress and the Senate together, again speaking the same things, appreciation of from Israel for what the United States has done for Israel and affirming the friendship with it. Now on the slide that is out and not in front of the cameras, President Biden communicated to President Herzog how serious he is about the things that are going on in Israel that he does not approve of. For example, he doesn't approve of that Israel's not supporting him in his hopes to negotiate with Iran. Israel is not cooperating with him with regard to settlement expansion. Israel continues to expand the settlements. The president doesn't want that. And also that this judicial overhaul bill he wants to take issue with them, tell them they've got to stop doing that. Again, President Biden thinks that he can throw his weight around and tell Israel what they have to do, even though they're a sovereign nation, even though they have an elected government, just like we have here. The Israeli Knesset is getting ready to pass the judicial overhaul bill. I believe this next week is going to be the third reading of the bill. In the Knesset, the way it is, you have to have three readings of the bill, three sets of discussions about it. Of course, the protests have been going on against the processes that's been going through the Knesset, and the Knesset is getting ready for the final stage of passing this overhaul bill. The overhaul bill that's going through there is somewhat of a compromise, but the opponents to it are absolutely opposed to it in all shapes and forms. And the protests that are now taking place in Israel, I had mentioned to you earlier about some reservists in the IDF refusing to do their reserve duty because they're claiming that's part of their protest against it, claiming that if it passes, it'll turn Israel into a dictatorship instead of a democracy, and they don't want to serve a dictator. So you got a little bit of a mutiny going on in the IDF. This is very concerning. This is definitely endangering Israel militarily. And now the IDF chief of staff, the former defense minister, Gantz, and so forth, they're all speaking to the reservists and saying, you can't do that. you you got to go serve. And regardless of what happens in the political scene, there's real question 
now in Israel about whether or not we're on the breaking point of breaking the nation apart. In fact, that's what they're talking about. Biden called, I think, or Netanyahu called, but in any case, they got on the phone, and I got to repeat to you what they basically said. They said it was a long, warm conversation. Now, that first blush sounds like that was probably a very pleasant conversation. I think their definition of warm was really a little hotter than that, and I think it was Biden complaining to Netanyahu about what was going on. One of the embarrassing elements to Biden with regard to what's going on with Israel today, it has been very traditional that the President of the United States would invite Netanyahu to come to the White House and to be able to speak directly to the president. Well, that hasn't happened in a number of months, and people are raising that question about why isn't Biden doing that. Of course, he was trying to make a statement to Netanyahu, trying to pressure him and luring him with the idea of come to the White House, and if you do what I say, you can come to the White House and we'll be nice. There's opponents within Israel that are saying, we shouldn't be going to the White House just because we do the bidding in the United States. There's others in the United States that are saying Biden should be extending an invitation to a fellow democracy that cooperates with us strategically in the Middle East instead of playing this little personal political game that he's playing about his foreign policy and his agenda. Biden has never cooperated with Israel with regard to settlement activity at all. In fact, many years ago, the big fallout with when Obama was the president was Biden got all enraged because Netanyahu announced some settlement activity and Biden refused to go. And he's always had this as an issue in his back pocket to complain to Netanyahu about Israel. It's all based on the idea that if the Israelis are expanding their settlements, well, they should be freezing that so we can get a deal struck for the two-state solution. So the Palestinians can have their state, Israel can have theirs. Biden still is believing that it's possible to have a two-state solution in Israel, the famous Middle East peace accords. Not going to happen. Not going to happen at all because the PA is not a viable leadership group of the Palestinians. Hamas is becoming extremely strong in there. The Islamic Jihad is there. And Muhammad Abbas, who's the head of the Palestinian Authority, is an old man. He's sickly, and he does not have a successor. Yet Biden thinks that we can still do this. There's nobody reasonable mind in the international realm that thinks that this is possible to do. Netanyahu understands that the nation still has needs with regard to settlements and providing adequate housing for its citizens. That's what they're trying to do. In any case, he did allude to, and the after report from the phone call is that possibly Benjamin Netanyahu could come to the White House sometime in September, or possibly they'll meet with each other in New York when the United Nations has their General Assembly meeting that they do once a year, where all the leaders come at that time. We'll have to see how that all plays out, but still, Biden is really not rolling out the red carpet, really not welcoming Netanyahu to the White House. The reason is, quite honestly, because there's a bunch of Democrats in our country and the Congress, they want to sever all relations with Israel. They're putting pressure on Biden to do that. 
Now, there's all kinds of reasons why this country should maintain the relationship with Israel, not only from a strategic and military standpoint concerning the Middle East, but because there's the people in this country, the vast majority of people in this country, want to support Israel and what their country is doing as a result of the Holocaust. And the evangelical movement, we have a very pro-Israel element within our population. Of course, the Democrats, they don't necessarily do what the majority of the Americans would like to do. They have their own agenda. We have a couple of radical Democrats running around and suggesting that Israel is a racist nation, an apartheid nation, and they want us to have nothing more to do with them. They don't understand geopolitics whatsoever. As a result, Biden is being pressured by them. So you've got to play nice with them and you still do all the things he needs to do with Israel. It's a mess and it's not clear as to what is going to be happening. My suspicions are that the U.S. is going to get themselves in trouble and they're going to turn away from Israel just as I shared with you last week. And the moment that we start cursing Israel is the moment we start getting curses from God. He says, God has promised Israel, bless those that bless thee, and I will curse those that curse thee. And we can see the curses happening to all the neighbors of Israel all around. None of them have prevailed against Israel. Israel remains strong against them. But it is very concerning, folks, that the people inside Israel are at each other's throats with these protests, and the protests are increasing and it's literally threatening the very fabric of the nation. And in Netanyahu's speech to the nation, that was this last week, he spoke to the country about, look, we're a democracy. The voters chose this government, and these issues were what was on the ballot. This is what we said we were going to do. We're the majority. We're the ones that were voted by the people. The minority doesn't get to override the majority of the citizens. That's a democracy. So he's speaking, don't accuse us of making democracy go away. We are exercising what democracy is. But of course, there's so much slandering going on in the process why it's a horrible scene. And there's great rancor taking place amongst the people of Israel. You can expect in the course of this next week, even more protests, blocking more roads, more people being arrested, and more turmoil in Israel for the foreseeable future. Shifting gears, let's talk about what Iran has been doing in the Persian Gulf of the Straits of Hormuz. They've been going out frequently over the last, oh, 20 months or so. They've been going out and seizing ships going through the Straits of Hormuz and there into the Gulf of Oman, out of the Persian Gulf, cargo ships, oil tankers, with all kinds of made-up excuses about why they have to seize them, claiming they've been involved with accidents or claiming they didn't have authorization or whatever, and seizing them. And it's caused great consternation within all the companies that are, have shipping going through the Straits of Hormuz. Last week, I shared with you very briefly that there was a ship that was going through a tank that was going through that put out the distress that they were being besieged by a bunch of Iranian boats. They came out to seize them, even shot at them. The British and U.S. Navy were able to send some destroyers in and run off the Iranian boats. 
there's been a discussion now that because of that success, maybe that's the solution to this whole Iranian harassment that's taking place in the Persian Gulf, that maybe the U.S. Navy needs to step up and the moment that the Iranians come out to challenge any ship, that the Navy steps up and challenges them. Now, I know there's lots of shipping that goes through on a 24-hour basis. That would be a major undertaking for the Navy to do that. But they have the surveillance equipment. They do have the resources out there. They do have aircraft out there. And the Navy has, in fact, brought in some more aircraft. They brought in a couple other ships. And I think they're going to be taking a posture that Iran is going to stop that, going to stop that harassment that's going on for the various tankers and cargo ships that are coming through for all the different nations. We'll have to see how that pans out. At the moment, it looks like the Iranian Navy will run away each time. But if they're looking for a provocation, it looks like the threshold has been pushed up. And if they want a provocation, we could be having one here very shortly. We're going to watch that closely. Let me conclude something with you. Why do I come to you and share all this news about what's going on in Israel? Because it involves us. Because we who are of the faith, we believe in the God of Israel. And the end-time prophetic scenario centers on what happens with Israel in the world that we live in today, the end of the age. It focuses on Israel. And what happens with Israel is what's going to be happening with us as believers all around the world. So we pay close attention to it because the prophecies are directed at Israel for the end of the age, and we are to be a part of the commonwealth of Israel. And what God does with Israel, God's doing with us. So we look to him for his deliverance and his salvation and his control over the daily events that we have. And that's the reason why we pay close attention and watch just like he commanded us to do. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on the channel for our broadcast. It's very helpful to us, and we love looking at the feedback. Appreciate it, all of you. Shabbat shalom to all of you. Thank you, everyone, who listens to our podcast here at Line of Land Ministries. I want to remind you, you can get our podcast through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, and wherever you like to download your podcast. Thank you for being a part of our program and listening to what we have to say.